I can feel this like voice creeping up in my throat and it's like, you're never going to nail another performance like this again. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Today, we are going to talk about performance anxiety. Get your head out of the gutter. It's not that kind of performance anxiety. I don't have a sex show, but rather the creative kind that makes you think, I did it great once. What happens if I can't do it ever again? I'm going to fail and everyone's going to laugh at me. And so I better quit while I'm ahead. Well, let me tell you, all of us, all creatives are susceptible to this. And if you take even more chances in your life, step into the limelight a bit more, cracks will appear where this voice questions your validity and intentions. My podcast producer moved on to be with her family and it's actually great because she wants to spend more time with them and I get to hire someone new with fresh ideas. But my thinking said, well, I guess that's it. We just stop the podcast and shut the whole operation down. Like I'm not even a component to this. And suddenly I'm in like damage control evaluation with like P&L bottom line meetings with my inner critic bookkeeper. And just the day before, three people told me I'm a great host and I should keep going towards my live talk show dream. So I am, and I have a new podcast producer, but I'm going to talk about this today and how it comes to play with books. And also with another scenario I was in, so you can see it just keeps coming at you if you keep upping the bar with your creative intentions. And it definitely comes up with books. So what do you need to make sure that doesn't happen? Well, it's probably always going to be happening, but at least you can have a strong foundation of belief and purpose in what you create. So as you know, I help people write books and books can change you because once you put your past on paper for the consumption of others, you're set free from the solitary burdens of the patterns and the heaviness of the past. I know, it sounds great. In the act of memorializing your journey with the good, bad, and ugly, you have energetically and creatively set yourself free. And in the process, gifted that knowledge to others who have not been set free. So they need your words for light bulbs to go off in their heads where they're still sitting in the dark and don't have the courage to venture forward. Writing books is courageous for the author, but it also gives courage to the reader. People who have really dove into their stories and their pasts and written books and finished the job emerge forever changed for a variety of reasons. And I, I see it all the time. I get, to, I get to witness it every week. But what I understand most that they've navigated over and over again, week after week, 
is performance anxiety about writing, not just as writers, but writing their story and believing it's good enough for anybody else to give a crap about reading it, never mind having someone want to publish it. So there's, you know, definitely some chutzpah they need to have to keep going. And on top of it, some very serious mindset foundation work going on there. So once you've been through a year of that, like writing a book, you know, you're, you're really not the same. You're free. I, I see people who have written books with me have a swagger in their step and in the process of getting free from their story just for them, they've also made an impact when that book gets out in the world. So books are not, you know, they're not fleeting. They're not like a video that you put on IG live or a post. They hold this gravitas in the scope of an author's life, timeline and trajectory. And that's why, you know, I don't say books can be written quickly. And I definitely don't believe they can be written without a foundation because the underlying grief or unprocessed feelings that drive a narrative are part of the undercurrent of why someone is who they are today, even professionally. And it becomes really clear when you write a book and you can toss down the dead weight of that correlation and rise up in the benefit of those experiences. You know, you're now an author. It's like a totally new game, but what we are battling through all this as creatives, you know, it's already hard enough to be creative is this expectation that we can't pull it off again when we've been brilliant in one chapter or one time or on stage once, or for that one podcast episode that was like amazing. You're like, how am I ever going to be amazing again? That's it. There's just one. I did my best. Now it's downhill from here. I better pack it up and stop. Right. And then any little thing that could happen that sets you, oh, it's a sign I should be done. You know, it's like, never really a sign you should be done. It's just, oh, I have to hire someone new or, oh, I have to pivot and do something differently. With books or writing, because it can be so solitary, you really need to be confident in the foundation of what you're writing about and not even care for a moment, really, honestly, if you're a good writer. Like, get that, get that stuff down. Sometimes I have to not care if I'm a great podcaster because I don't want to deal with the pressure that I think I've peaked. And people have that in all areas of art. Now I'm going to give you an example of um, how the mind works with a creative endeavor where you're the centerpiece. And it's a nice short example. So you can think about how you might be in a similar scenario and how the passion and belief behind what you're doing can override the dark, looming voices that will cause performance anxiety. So I was recording a video on Sunday. I'm rolling out a new class, May 13th, called Own Your Authorship. It's an eight-week cohort. I'm in love with this class. I downloaded it in the middle of the night in December and like emailed my first group of people. It's definitely that chasm between desire and yes. I'm very passionate about the class. I believe everybody who wants to be an author should take it. And so I'm, I'm rolling out an, an advertising campaign for people all over the United States to do this class that I believe in so much. And part of it is, you know, because I am the face of it, 
I'm having to do, you know, some ads. And part of these ads are memorizing this 45 second Facebook ad script that my copy editor had written for me. And so, you know, I asked my friend Maida, who's also a graduate of Own Your Authorship and a filmmaker to do the filming because I knew she'd understand. She comes from the movies. I come from the movies and I want a dolly effect, which means she's moving backwards while I'm moving forwards. And I knew she would understand it. Plus, she has like a really nice backyard. Now, mind you, like I've produced movies with 100 person crews on location in Times Square and there was pressure. But this is a different kind of pressure. I mean, this is me. I'm the person. I'm the spokesperson. If I don't tell you about this right, then you might never come to my class that I believe in. So there's like a lot of pressure to perform. So it's the perfect opportunity for performance anxiety to come in. So I showed up confident and I felt really good and I wanted to get one in the can, which is what we used to say in the movie business. You could breathe a sigh of relief. You know, if you at least had a scene in the can, like the day wasn't a complete loss, even if it's the worst performance, you know, we have content. So I did the one take and it was good, but there was like a dog house that we hadn't moved in her backyard that was in the shot. And we could hear her shoes walking on her gravel of her back path. So we needed to get rid of the dog house and then she needed to go into socks. And now that we're doing this, I can feel this like voice creeping up in my throat. And it's like, you're never going to nail another performance like this again. That's it. You're going to, you're going to send the video out with gravel and a doghouse Cause you're just not going to get it again. Right. And you know, this is like I talked about with like writing chapters, you're never going to write another chapter. That's it. The first chapter of your book's the best one. The, the next 11 are just going to suck. Or you did a great podcast interview. All the rest are going to be, you know, awful. And honestly, I've recorded podcast interviews where one was great. And then the next two, I had technical difficulties, but it has, it's just, that's just life sometimes. So I said to the voice, not only am I going to nail it, but I need to quicken it up because I have to get this video in less than 52 seconds. So we were like one minute. So we did two more, but in the process, like bamboo was kind of now starting to crack in her backyard. She lives near the ocean. So the wind was picking up and then a plane flew overhead and then a helicopter flew overhead. And then I got all tangled in my words and the voices now are like, ha ha ha. See, you're done. You're cooked. You're finished. You won't ever get it again. Like that first crappy one. And that's what we're going to have to roll with. And your entire plan is going to go downhill. And I pushed through and we did another take. And in this take, you could actually see me like battling the voice in my performance. Like I'm going to be, you know, in the words, the underlying current was I'm nailing this bad, horrible voice that's causing me performance anxiety. So it wasn't really like the best sales presentation, let's say. But then I had, I just like... I took a deep breath, you know, I got a glass of water and my friends like, I hear that you can suck on a lemon. That's great for podcasting. So I did that. And I just said to myself, get quiet. You're dealing with a lot. You're dealing with production. You're dealing with acting. You did your own makeup. You did your own wardrobe. You brought your kid along. She's on a play date in the park across the street. So everybody can be happy that like 
endless juggle of, you know, motherhood and professional, there's the pressure of the investment. And I just had to trust myself that I not only knew this script and I was going to say it right because I believed in what I was pitching and I believed that I was the best spokesperson for this particular product and we nailed it. And I got it on time without a bobble, with no bamboo, with no doghouse, with no gravel, with no helicopter and with no plane. And after two hours of filming a little 52 second clip, we had succeeded. But I was exhausted. And it wasn't so much that I was exhausted from the work because it was only an hour and a half. I was exhausted from her two hours by the time we were done. I was exhausted from battling all that inner performance anxiety that was coming up the entire time. Books are the same. Writing is the same. And you might have elements like I was dealing with, like the loud family or the constant dinging work emails or a stomach ache, you know, because you're pushing through the voices that say, well, that's it. Let's just fail forever. It's all lost, you know, and you need to reach in and you need to say, I got this. And this is just a process. And, you know, some takes or lines or moments or words or chapters are off and some are great and just lean in. And I really understood, you know, why in movies it takes so long or why in any creative endeavor, because everybody's got a barrier they're dealing with, right? Like the actor doesn't feel safe or the cameraman hates the angle. With books, it's you and it's all on you to like or not like what you're doing. But since there are many takes or variations, just be in the variation you're in now. And most importantly, lead into the foundation of why you're writing the book. All those people out there without an answer, and you have it. You have the answer with your expertise. All those readers who are ready to champion you for coming up with such a brilliant viewpoint, they're waiting. They're waiting for you to deliver a message that no one else will deliver in that exact same way. And that's what I had to realize, whether this 52-second Facebook ad video came out perfect or not, I believed in what I was doing and I felt like what I was sharing was really important. And I had to trust that that was going to come out with the words I was saying and the heart that I brought to that experience. And if you believe as an author that you have something to share with the world and you have the foundation behind it, then there's no way that performance anxiety will block you from that path. done with being in someday with your book i would love for you to come join me may 13th at 11 a.m pst for my live webinar from someday to author three keys to unlock your dream book in under eight weeks in this live event i'm going to be dropping fundamental and foundational tips and tools on how to discover the bigger message in the book identify your unique expertise and hone in on your champion audience Building the foundation of your book before you even write is key to not writing a doorstopper book. And you can find me on Instagram at a story inside. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. 
If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.